Dallas Cowboys running back Ronald Jones is officially suspended for the first two weeks of the season. How much does that hurt the Cowboys moving forward? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, out in Oxnard, California, it's Landon McCool. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Just a reminder to everybody, we're doing two shows every single day. All week long as the Cowboys ramp up practice, uh, they've got their second padded practice today. But Landon, before we even get to, to practice notes and all that kind of stuff, we've got some actual news. Ronald Jones suspended for the first two games of the season uh, due to a PED, uh, I think it was a failed test. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think he increased his chances of making the team. <laughs> it's strange, right? I, I think, yeah. I mean, honestly, you and I have been talking about the fact that Ronald Jones uh, seemed kind of extraneous on the team for a long time and more of an insurance policy at the running back position uh, because we like a lot of the other guys that they have on this roster, and I think the Cowboys do too, and we'll talk about those guys in a sec. But I, I think for Ronald, you know, he is a veteran guy that they I clearly, like I said, signed for some insurance purposes. The fact that he is going to be suspended for two games, the first two games of the season, means that he's eligible to be put on the suspended list, which is oh. a, a function, a list that takes him off of the uh, the 53-man roster but but keeps him inside your building. Uh, and so suddenly the Cowboys have a way to kind of stash a running back for two two weeks uh, uh, if they want to and, and, and still be able to kind of hold on to his veteran presence if something were to happen to – you know, the, the other running backs that they are going to have in the mix there in the running back room starting week one. Yeah, this very much feels like a situation where he was 50-50 to make the roster anyways. Yeah. But now yeah. that you get him past the first two weeks and you don't have to worry about anybody stealing him, he actually might have more value to, to the Cowboys now, which, again, I know sounds incredibly strange. Uh, but one of the reasons why this just isn't a big deal to me and why I'm not – pushing the panic button and I know that you feel the same way is because yeah. he wasn't RB2 he might not have even been RB3 on this team it just felt like he was kind of buried on the roster and now his chance of actually playing probably is a little bit higher I mean he's a veteran running back who you, you you're not expecting necessarily to play special teams he wasn't dynamic. He didn't really bring a ton to the the, the running back room I mean just as a running back yeah. so so the odds of him making the team and being on the game day roster felt very slim, but, but now that you can kind of uh, protect him and still hold on to his services without having to cut Malik Davis or Rico Dowdle, uh, I think makes it a lot, him a lot more valuable, much more viable player for the Cowboys in season. So I I uh, wonder how much run he's going to get in the preseason now, because he's still eligible to practice and be in the preseason. Like, are we just going to see him in that third game? get like 30 touches, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it all depends on exactly where we are in the running back two uh, yeah. uh, uh, battle, right? And, and I also think that, you know, look, after having lost Rico two consecutive off seasons in a row to injury, 
they may get to a point where they may not. <laughs> I mean, where Rico Dowdle is the guy that they're projecting yeah. from injury uh, as we get closer to the preseason. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, honestly. All right. I want to talk about that RB2 spot because I sent out a tweet this morning that I think Malik Davis is the clear-cut number two running back behind Tony Pollard. I think he's going to be the guy that gets, you know, seven to nine touches every game, kind of spelling Pollard. I think you, I mean, I, not, I think I know that you disagree with that. What are your thoughts on the RB2 position here? I think it's Dowdle, you know, I mean, I like Malik Davis a lot and, 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 and I picked Dowdle over Malik Davis last year. And, uh, and I think, I don't know if that was correct or not, because I think Dowdle got injured and then Davis basically took the job at that point. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great competition. I like both of them. Let me be clear. So do I. I, yep. I think for me, Dowdle gives you a bit more of a physical presence. Uh, I, I think he's a, a bigger, a little stronger, a little bit faster guy. Uh, he has a little bit better athletic profile. He, he struggled to kind of stay on the field. And, and despite having got, I think, two years on Malik Davis in the league, uh, he, he probably isn't too much further along just because Malik Davis may have seen more time in an NFL game than, than Rico has. So uh, I do think it's going to be an interesting competition. Um, and I think that for me, uh, I would probably go with Rico simply because I think he gives you a little bit more power, a little bit more uh, athleticism, yeah, yep. you know, dynamism to his to the game. Uh, and I think Davis is a very good all around, like a very skilled all around back with with you know not bad athletic traits, just not exceptional ones. I think Dowdle, we we forget, is 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 in a really incredible athlete for his size. I just wonder if Dowdle is more going to be like that third back, the utility guy that can play special teams that can be, because he's got some size. Like you could legitimately use him as a fullback in certain packages if you wanted to. And maybe there's just not a clear cut RB2 on this team. Maybe it's Pollard and then everybody else has a, a role, whether it's Deuce Vaughn is kind of your space back. It's Davis as you do everything back and Dowdle is somebody who gives you a little bit more size. I wonder if that's how the Cowboys are viewing this running back situation rather than here's our number one, here's our number two, here's our number three. I also think it depends on how many tight ends they're keeping and, and what the plan is with Hunter Lupke. I mean, all these things are going to factor into exactly how they're going to construct this room uh, and whether they can afford to have a luxury like having Dowdle, Davis, you know, and Vaughn all in the, back, uh, in the backfield behind Pollard. That may be more that they can handle. Uh, or maybe they, they plan on loading up the position and including Lupke and maybe going short at other spots. I, I, it's going to be tough to say, but you know the Cowboys are going to start running into a numbers problem yeah. here pretty soon. And so they can't continue to like solve the running back solution with having five running backs in the room. No. They're going to have to figure that out at some point. Well, and, and let's look at how, how the Cowboys did this last year. They kept four tight ends, right? Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, Sean McEwen. Sean McEwen played a lot of fullback last year. And you mentioned yesterday on the podcast yeah. that McEwen's been doing a lot of the fullback stuff, you know, in, in training camp so far. And then they kept three running backs. It was Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, and Malik Davis. I, I'm, the way that I'm looking at this is they're probably only going to keep seven total players from those two positions combined. Would you agree? Between tight end and, 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 and running, running back? back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there could be the p- potential for them to keep an eighth one if the eighth one is uh, is Lepke because you feel like you can get you know some some crossover there. But you, you, you definitely need – if you're going to keep an eighth one, you're definitely going to need heavy special con- uh, special teams contributions from you know that group. To- I, I, just, I don't see like Lepke and – Dowdle both making the team, right? 
Assuming well, Malik Davis makes the team as well. I, I think I think that Dowdle and Davis are more in direct competition to me because I think that Lupke is like, you know, I mean, he's a running back for sure, but I, I think that his value is that he can give you so many other in-game snaps that I think even Dowdle probably couldn't do. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe, you know, maybe they can convince themselves that, that Dowdle can do some of that and that he's that guy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I, I think Dowdle to me is – Still more of a running back, and 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 to me, Lupke is more, more of a fullback. Super back is what we were calling him yesterday, Super right? Like back. That, I like well, that. that's what they call those guys, right? Those those kind of what was that guy from Northwestern that came out like a couple of years ago? Evan, I can't remember his last name, but th- there's there's these guys that are like the 235. Evan Hall, I think it was. Yeah, I think that's right. There's the 235, 240 pound running backs that you know, come into the league and then do a little bit more than just playing running back. Right. And I yeah. think that's kind of what that, that, that role is. I'm looking for. What's going to make this even more complicated is how many receivers that they do they keep? Yeah. Because so we know they like Jalen Scott, who's playing really well. Jalen Tolbert's playing well. Kevante Turpin, we've been seeing used more on offense. Simi Fahoku has some size and speed that frankly, the rest of the receivers don't have. So can they really afford to keep seven receivers and four running backs and four tight ends? I, I got to assume the answer is probably no. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't mention Moreno Cropper, who's had very yeah. good weeks previously. I mean, I think him and Brooks, really, you have to figure out if maybe they're competing for one spot. Or, maybe or spot if they're, at all. Or, yeah, spot at all. I mean, that's the thing, right, is I think that they just kind of have to keep their heads down at this point and see what's available by the time uh, training camp's over and see if there's even – uh, spots to be had uh, that far down the roster because again like you know for the reasons that we just discussed there's going to be a numbers problem across this roster and and so and you have to think about this is a defense that's already going to probably keep more than their share of of numbers on that side because yep. they rotate guys and, and and they have so much talent on that side so the uh, the cowboys offense may be short you know on, on some of the numbers yep. and so the cowboys may need to find you know, roster mechanisms to try to stash some of these guys so that they can still make them available. Find a way to get uh, a Moreno Cropper onto your practice squad or, or find a way to get one of these guys onto your practice squad so you can call them up a couple times. And then maybe as someone gets hurt, you pull them onto the 53-man roster so you protect them fully. So it, that's really the kind of thing that we, we need to kind of start, you know, wrapping our brains around are who are these kind of, uh, you know, uh, borderline rosterable players that you feel like are playing well enough in camp that maybe they could be useful during the regular season, but they're not so useful that they won't make it through waivers and yep. be able to be put on one of your lists. Like this is the kind of thing that we should be looking for at, for the Jalen Brooks's for the Moreno croppers for the Princeton fans of, of the team that mm-hmm. maybe have shown you a little bit, something not quite enough to make the team, but how do we find a way to retain these guys without putting them on the 53 man roster? You mentioned the defense. The Cowboys had two pretty big-name players mispracticed yesterday with injuries. We will talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. At eBay Motors, we have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster, so with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. This week, it's a player that you should know well. It's Tony Pollard. Are you looking to park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options 
uh, after the position have been taken off, you can still find a sleek ride in Tony Pollard now that he is the unquestioned feature back in the Cowboys offense after his breakout 2022 season. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Pollard's speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate key touches and a strong rushing attack. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same for your vehicle with eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating. If your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. And let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Landon. We saw yesterday Dorrance Armstrong was dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, did not practice. It, it doesn't seem like he's going to be that far away from getting back on the field. The bigger injury news was Sam Williams came out, did some special teams work at the beginning of the practice, left practice with a shoulder strain. Now, the severity, we don't know yet. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, but the Cowboys have a lot of depth at the edge rusher spot. They're going through it pretty quickly now with Armstrong and <laughs> Sam Williams yeah. out of the lineup. Yeah, I, I saw Sam leave the field. Um, it didn't. He didn't seem. You know, he wasn't like being carted off. He didn't seem to be leaving with a bunch of urgency. He actually stopped halfway uh, across the field and, and chatted with somebody for a little while. So I, I think his situation. Uh, they're, they're describing it as a strain. That to me sounds like. Pretty straightforward, hopefully non-long-term injury. Should be good to go. It's just uh, a bummer for him because like, yeah, this should have been a big camp for him like to really take hold of that third defensive end spot. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe he's back in two days. But, but yeah, it, it, is, it's, it sucks that he's missing any time at this point, honestly. It, but at the same time, we know this training staff and the coaching staff is going to be very, very cautious, right? They know the goal is to have these guys ready not only for week one but for the rest of the season. So, yeah. If it if it's a three day injury, it's probably going to end up being like a week and a half absence. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you know, I think that, that the same goes for a guy like McQuamu. I saw him out there yesterday on the cords. Uh, he seemed to be moving fine, you know, and and just dealing with uh, the situation. And they're just going to take the, that whole situation very carefully and just give them all the time they need to kind of work through that. Um, I'm trying to think about who else was out there. Jordan Lewis was out there on the courts. I, I think both Jordan Lewis and Schoonmaker. I mean, it's hard to say with with with. Well, I, I think probably it's the truth. I think both of them look like they're physically ready to practice. I think it's uh, a pain tolerance issue. Well, what, so Jordan Lewis had the Liz Frank injury, which is mm-hmm. a foot injury. Yep. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker has a it has the plantar fasciitis, which is a another pain tolerance in, yep. I- issue more than anything. They're probably just trying to work them up to their conditioning level before anything yeah. else, right? <laughs> they, they were working three times as hard as anybody else on that field, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not that they weren't working hard, but Britt Brown works those. I mean, they basically run the entire length of the practice 
while other guys are taking breaks and stuff. So uh, they don't get a break just because they're with Britt Brown at all. Yeah. Now, the only – I don't even want to say positive, but the only good thing that comes out of some of these injuries is you get some depth players. They get more snaps. And, like, for the case for the defensive ends, I mean, we don't need to see Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Dante Fowler. Like, we we know what those we guys are. We've seen quite a bit of those guys already. We, we've yeah. seen quite a bit of them. But this opens up opportunities for players like Isaiah Land, who, you know, is a small school edge rusher, or Tyrus Wheat. And then, uh, you know, at safety, we talked about Tyler Coyle. We talked about Marquise Bell, Wande Thomas, who actually got a little bit nicked up on yesterday's practice. It's a good time for these guys to get a lot of reps during the early portions of padded practice. Yeah, and, and and the the kind of down roster guys that you know the this this season's versions of Sam Williams and 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 those guys that are younger players that are going to start seeing playing time, uh, they're getting their opportunities right now because of this uh, these injuries. They're getting a chance to get more snaps, and and Sheldon Redwine and and Wanya Thomas, like you mentioned, getting more snaps with the the safeties injured, and uh, you're, we're seeing a little bit more Fahoku at the defensive end, and we're seeing Ben Bagu. Uh, Bangu, or whatever his name yeah. is, Bangu, uh, out at defensive end. Uh, so you, you're getting an opportunity to kind of see some of these other guys mix in uh, and get a chance to play with the ones and play maybe a little bit over their heads, you know. But but that's that's how you get them elevated, right? Is is you you get them reps against uh, better competition and they learn how to step up. And that's kind of the yeah, like you mentioned, the positive that can come out of this. And, and much in the way that Trayvon Diggs, who again. Like just to kind of reiterate, is only slightly injured. I would say, like he's. Yeah. I mean, he's I, every single day I've been out there, he's been fully dressed out, fully warming up with the DBs, and then when it comes to actually doing reps, he just kind of steps to the side. So. And I don't even know if you'd call him injured. He's probably no, just no. he's a little hurt, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. there's a I think there's a difference. Like if the Cowboys were playing a game on Sunday, oh, yeah. do you have any doubt that Trayvon would play? No doubt he would be, and he would play fine too. I would think. I, I, mean, I saw him running. Yeah, he, I saw him. Like that's the thing is that you know, whatever they get excited about a play being made, made it really belies their injury status because you see you see like, them oh, sprinting yeah. down the yeah, the yeah. field, you know, celebrating. So, uh, yeah, and, and again, like it gives great opportunity for guys. Like that situation gives a great opportunity for for someone like Nation Wright and for Kelvin Joseph and and, and all of the down Ross, Eric, Eric Scott, yeah, you know, to get yeah. an opportunity to get on the field and, and get some reps and get some higher competition, and that's how the bottom of your roster gets better. Last thing before we move on to pet at practice number two, Ben Bagnew wearing number 94 yeah. just looks wrong. It just, it, that needs to be like a super long bendy pass rusher, right? It, it, it really was screwing up a bunch of people at practice. They, I, I definitely noticed in the stand, several different people going, wait, who's 94? Like, yeah. like, and then they're just kind of looking and trying to figure out who it was. Yeah. It was uh you know that's that's the funny thing about going to a bunch of these. You know, you, you you associate numbers with 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 people, and especially you know numbers like you know ninety four, twenty two, eight, you know eighty eight, all those. And so like you're, you're constantly kind of comparing yeah. other guys who have seen that, and, and yeah, I mean that's not really a fair comparison. To someone like I will say Bagu. it's nice to have uh, number twenty one back in the secondary. It just feels yeah, right hey. again, right? Yeah, and he playing well too, playing yeah. very well. So yeah, it's more. good to see a a, a decent number 21 back in the uh, defensive yeah. backfield that's for sure it hasn't been since what mike jenkins since we've had a number <laughs> number 21 at corner yeah and listen jenkins had a couple of good yeah, years jenkins a pro bowler fine. at one point yeah, yeah so yeah. okay yeah, that's, that's uh, fair. all right let's talk about what we're looking forward to seeing in today's practice next 
Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, Everydayers. We're going to have a show later today, live on YouTube. Uh, shooting for, what, 5 p.m. Eastern time, around there, just depending on when Lana gets back from traffic. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't worry, guys. I don't have to shower this time because they're going to have my water turned off. So it's going to be a little bit of a grimy two-a-day. That's it's, okay. It's, we're getting in after the grind. This is what we're used to. This is what two-a-days are all about. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you're tuning in for that. Uh, let's talk about that pad of practice that you're going to go yeah. to later today. What are you the most excited to see? Well, this one is going to be great because, you know, you, you, we talk about it for, for folks that you know, want to know the nitty gritty about Oxnard. The, 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 the team is going to be practicing on the closer field to us this side, so we're going to have a lot better angles. Uh, I'm definitely going to be kind of doing a lot of the stuff that I, I, I wanted to kind of get over. I want to see more Mozzie Smith. I want to see more kind of intense line play while we get the opportunity to uh, you know, want to see what's going on at the guard position, seeing who's rotating in there uh, once Tyler steps out of, of left guard, who's playing at right guard. We saw TJ Bass work into uh, yeah. right guard yesterday, which was great and left to guard. see with the first team. And left guard, yeah. And so uh, it was good to see uh, him working with the first team and seeing what, what they've got. Uh, you know, I, I think it starts with line play for me when the pads come on. We I, I try to get a lot of the kind of – you know, getting a a, a a a base, an overview of exactly what the the wide receivers and defensive backs look like in the early practices without pads, because you can still kind of get a lot out of that. But now that the pads are on, I definitely want to see you know offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, running backs, see how they're running. I, I didn't get a chance to see very much Deuce Vaughn yesterday, so I would like to see him. It's just hard to see. No, that, that's yeah. there's just a distance problem and and a, a height, yeah. Uh, so hopefully that you know with the, with the him being a little bit closer, uh, I get more of an opportunity to kind of see him carry the football, which was something we didn't. I did at least I didn't get yeah. to see very much of yesterday. For me, it's the linebackers, right? Like yeah. this is where the linebackers need to make their hay. Like are they are, are the pads popping? I want to see how Overshawn you know plays yeah. sideline to sideline. I want to see what Timon Clark looks like. Jabril Cox, uh, Mike McCarthy talked him up a little bit in yesterday's pre- press conference. I want to see how he looks in coverage because that's where he's going to have to make his money for this team. Those four linebackers, including Leighton Vander Esch, I think today's a good day to see kind of where they're at and where that position is at as a whole. You know, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but I thought that going back and watching my practice tapes uh, after after we did that second pod, Leighton Vander Esch had a very good practice. Uh, he had a, a couple of different tackles for a loss. He's just looking in fine form, like as as good as he has. So, uh, I just wanted to point that out because he's another guy that, you know, we kind of uh, uh, assume you know, there's a level of assumption there that he's going to be Leighton Van Der Esch, and that's great. But, uh, you know, I, I think he may even have uh, taking a step back towards uh, uh, that form that he was. His well, he's just year. further away from the neck surgery that he had right now. He had the little flare up last year with his neck, but it, he didn't, I don't think he had to have any kind of surgery or anything that way. So, Seems like this is probably the healthiest he's been in several years. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah, and he's and he and he looked good yesterday in the first pad of practice. I'm excited to see him today as well. All right, so make sure you guys are following Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We're going to get updates all day long from Cowboys practice. Again, we're going to be back here on YouTube live at 5 p.m. Eastern time or around there, just depending on when Landon gets back from from the traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you're downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcast we are free and available on all platforms so follow the show on twitter at locked on cowboys i'm at marcus underscore mosher we'll see you guys next time